With working farms in my family, self-reliance was not something we talked about because it was just how we lived. But presently, because of the homestead is is somewhat isolated, a certain degree of self-reliance is mandatory simply because help is not instantly accessible. But in our modern culture, the average person is no longer self-reliant, nor do they see the need to live that way. But I would contend that, despite our modern culture, there is even more insecurity than ever before because our world changes so rapidly, in fact, almost week to week. And consequently, self-reliance is needed more than ever. But how did we manage to get away from it? And if it is so necessary, how do we get it back? And that is the subject of this episode, how we are losing our self-reliance and how we can get it back. Welcome to the Adventures in Sustainable Living podcast. Your host has lived an off-grid sustainable lifestyle for over 20 years. His homestead is run on solar energy. He has an earth shelter greenhouse and produces much of his own food. And all of this takes place in the middle of the forest in Colorado. Now, let's join Patrick, the man that not only teaches the skills of sustainable living, but lives that life every day. Welcome back, everyone, to the Adventures in Sustainable Living podcast. This is your host, Patrick, and this is episode 160, which is called How We Are Losing Self-Reliance and How We Can Get It Back. But before we get started with this week's episode, let's first discuss the good news story of the week. As you likely know, renewable energy is always on my mind, And this is because our entire homestead is run off of solar energy. In fact, in a few weeks, I'm going to expand our solar array so that we can run grow lights and heating pads in order to greatly extend our growing season into the winter. But despite significant advances in renewable technology, I'm still surprised that the fossil fuel industry continues their narrative of misinformation. And I've covered in previous episodes how it's quite possible to run the entire world off of renewable energy, even with the technology we have today. And Portugal is now yet another great example of that principle. And although this does not happen 100% of the time, they are making progress. Portugal has a population of approximately 10.3 million people. And the weather in Portugal is both sunny and windy, which in many ways makes it uniquely suited for renewable energy. Because when the weather is overcast, it is typically windy. When skies are clear, which is best for solar, there is not very much wind. So in late October of 2023, for a total of 149 days, the country was not only generating enough electricity to run the entire country, they were even exporting energy to Spain. And this happened because during the 1990s, when solar was still relatively expensive, the government installed numerous wind turbines. And as the cost of solar came down, the government then installed solar arrays. 
And even though they do not always run the entire country on renewables, this is a perfect example of just how that is possible, even with our technology today. So this week's applause goes to Portugal for making one step toward a sustainable future. So now let's move on to this week's episode, which focuses on how we are losing our self-reliance and how we can go about getting that back. You know, almost every week now I encounter someone that truly has no concept of self-reliance. And in fact, just the other day, I was having a conversation with a client who was expressing concerns over the fact that more and more frequently, when she went to the supermarket, she found empty shelves. And that led to a conversation about simply keeping extra supplies at home and doing home canning. And she, of course, had no concept of either, nor had she been in the habit of doing these things. But you see, these kinds of changes in our culture is not something that happened overnight. People having no concept of the basic skills of self-reliance used to be commonplace, but it took decades for various changes in our culture in order for people to feel like that was no longer necessary. Most people, including my grandparents, who experienced the Great Depression, were quite adept at saving, storing, and reusing just about everything. They never threw anything away. They made every effort to repair something instead of buying something new. And a great deal of the time, what they did not have, they simply made it at home. So the average person almost never ate restaurant food. They had pressure cookers, they home canned, and the average person was not only an amateur chicken farmer, but likely raised other animals for food and had a large garden. But after World War II, our world became a very different place. The Industrial Revolution, in fact, helped turn around the Depression economy, and people suddenly had expendable income that they were willing to use, and inexpensive products became far more frequent. Many of those items that were commonly and previously made at home were now cheaply available on the store shelves, including socks, soap, fruits, vegetables, and much more. So why make these things at home when they were instantly available for cheap? So by the end of the 1950s, there were microwave ovens and frozen dinners and a dishwasher in just about every home. And slowly over time, this attitude of self-reliance has given way to the culture of now. The instant gratification that started with the microwave and the first frozen dinner has now turned into the culture where you can purchase your groceries without ever even leaving your home. Because every household and personal item imaginable is now available in more than a dozen varieties, and practically anything you want is available 24 hours a day. If you can't find it locally, you can certainly find it online. And if you're willing to pay the cost, it can even be on your doorstep by the very next day. 
And nowadays, the average supermarket has somewhere between 40 and 50,000 items on their shelves on any given day. And when you can easily purchase something new instead of repairing what you have, there is little reason to learn the practical household skills that were second nature to the average person two generations ago. Now, I will have to admit that the convenience we have is truly very, very nice. And I often compare this to how things are when I lived in developing countries. And so many day-to-day things just didn't work the way you expected. It took three times as long to get anything accomplished. And there were certain things that just simply were not available. And just recently, I had a conversation with two different clients that have lived abroad, and they both said that at least things in this country, meaning the United States, actually work. And that being said, I would also contend that our convenience comes at a price. As I stated above at the homestead, a certain amount of self-reliance is mandatory simply because help is not instantly available. And consequently, I have alternate plans in case something goes wrong. I have backups in the event that there are equipment failures, and sometimes I even have backups for the backups. So think of it this way. As a veterinarian, I perform literally hundreds of routine surgical procedures every single month. And truly, these are not difficult surgeries, and quite often those who are standing and watching me, someone will say, well, I could do that. And while that may be true, I always ask, but what are you going to do when something goes wrong? In fact, I think the same way when it comes to scuba diving, the techniques of strapping on a tank of air, wearing a mask, and breathing through a regulator so you can go underwater are truly very, very simple. But what are you going to do if something goes wrong? But the same is true with our modern culture. All of the convenience we have is truly very nice. We have incredible choices. We have instant service. And if we are not satisfied with one thing, we can move on to the next. Anything we want is available any time we want. And if one place of business does not have what we want or need, there is another one just down the street that likely does. So all of this ease and convenience is certainly nice. However, it tends to produce a certain sense of entitlement. We get angry if we can't get what we want and it also produces a false sense of security. But what we never stop to think about is the fact that all is all fun and games until something goes wrong. So what are you going to do then? So what I want to emphasize is that all of this convenience is truly nice, but it has come at a cost. So consider the following. 20% of millennials don't know the difference between a flathead and Phillips screwdriver. Only 56% of us can actually iron a shirt. 
Only 45% of us can even sew on a button. Only 30% of us perform any sort of home repairs. And we now spend far more money on restaurant food than we spend on cooking at home. 60% of us thinks that our meat comes from the supermarket. 98% of our population now depends on food that comes from a place they've never even seen. 50% of children do not know that pickles come from cucumbers. 40% of children do not even know that hamburgers come from cows. So considering all this, is it any surprise that people do not know what to do when something goes wrong? In fact, people often give me odd looks when I discuss my lifestyle They simply cannot understand why I do some of the things that I do. People sometimes think I'm preparing for the end of the world when the reality of is what I do is now just an extension of what I was taught when I was a kid. But that's not even the whole story. I have also been self-employed for 23 years, and if I were to have an accident and be unable to work for months on end, no one is going to support me except for me. And that is why I keep an emergency fund set aside to pay bills for at least six months. And it's another reason I keep extra supplies at home, because if I were unable to work, then at least I would be well fed. But what I commonly see is people that are completely unprepared for even the smallest emergencies. Let's say, for example, a big snowstorm moves in and all the roads are closed for two days. And with such a forecast, everyone rushes to the supermarket and is, it is not long before the shelves are empty. When I still had the house in South Carolina, a big ice storm moved in and all the roads were closed for seven days and no one could really go anywhere. And furthermore, we did not have electricity for seven days. Everyone around us had no heat and temperatures were in the high 20s. And on the other hand, we had plenty of firewood and extra supplies at home and had no concerns whatsoever. And I truly believe that our general lack of self-reliance produces needless stress and suffering when something actually does go wrong. But I also think that Our grandparents were great examples of homespun self-sufficiency, and they also provided a great model for emergency preparedness, even for our modern times. For example, I remember my grandparents had a very large walk-in closet that was completely lined with shelves full of home canned goods. In fact, gardening and canning provided a major source of food for many Americans throughout the middle of the 20th century. And in the early 1940s, there were approximately 20 million gardens in the United States and literally billions of jars of home canned goods. So just try to imagine for a moment the peace of mind you would have during tough times if you had a large garden an entire wall of canned goods, a large coop full of chickens, a smokehouse perhaps, or a home that's run entirely off of renewable energy, a freezer full of meat, 
and a small stockpile of basic dried goods. And furthermore, imagine the personal security you would experience if you were simply armed with the knowledge to be able to take care of yourself and your family no matter what the circumstances. But you know, it is rather remarkable to note that during the Great Depression, the average person showed great resilience and optimism. At the time, nearly half of Americans believed that things were looking up and they had a good chance of getting ahead in life. And this overwhelmingly positive attitude all stemmed from the fact that people were generally self-reliant and not only knew how to care for themselves, but were also willing to do whatever it took to make it in life. So there's no doubt that science and technology has liberated humanity from so many things and certainly has greatly improved social productivity. But unfortunately, in our haste to improve ourselves, we have only focused on what it is that we need and what we want, regardless of the caring capacity of the environment. And additionally, what few people stop to consider is that our advances in science and technology have simultaneously liberated us and enslaved us. The average person is now a slave to the convenience of a modern lifestyle that we have worked so hard to create. And this is now so ingrained in most people that during the pandemic, people became enormously angry simply because they couldn't have what they wanted when they wanted it. So for better or for worse, the world has changed. But in my opinion, our social order is now further complicated because 80% of us live in urban areas and we are completely disconnected from the natural world. And the only way that our social structure will truly be resilient is if we admit that we will never be able to live independently from the elements of nature. The plants, the animals, the fresh water, the oceans, and even the microorganisms. What we should be doing is learning from this and reconnect with a lot of the old ways from the past. And I often say that our homestead is a very nice marriage between old country skills and modern technology. And such a marriage brings simple utilitarian living that is a step above what long-ago generations never had. And all of us should be mindful of that and take advantage of what we have. With the resources available to us, there is absolutely no reason anyone should suffer during an emergency. We have incredible resources available to us. Top-of-the-line outdoor gear, water purifiers, survival gear, freeze-dried foods for long-term storage, first aid classes, alternative means of emergency communication. And these are things that previous generations never even dreamed would be possible. And despite this, every single time without fail, when there is some sort of an emergency, such as a hurricane or loss of power due to a winter storm or even a heat wave, the news media talks endlessly about the human suffering. 
and this type of scenario is completely avoidable. Because I've long said that self-sufficiency is by far your best security blanket. Now, I'm not saying that everyone should live the way that I do, because I know for a fact that living off the grid is not for everyone, but there are numerous skills each one of us can learn to improve our personal resilience and give us some peace of mind even in the absence of any sort of an emergency. Because if you truly want to be nearly 100% self-reliant, there are literally hundreds of skills to learn. But if you think of it in those terms, you will suffer from information overload and you'll likely not even take the first step. So all you have to do is start with something simple. Learn to bake bread. Look for recipes on the internet and make meals from a make regular meals from very basic ingredients. Learn how to sew and make small repairs to your clothing. Plant a garden. If you cannot do that because of space restrictions, have a container garden. Buy a food dehydrator and make your own snacks. Learn to make homemade granola, which costs a fraction of what you would pay at the supermarket. Take a CPR class and learn some basic first aid. Learn to use a compass. Keep a small backpack of survival gear in your vehicle. Take a class and start learning to do some basic home repairs. And you can even learn some basics about renewable energy and set up a small solar array that runs certain portions of your home so if the grid goes down, you have no worries. But I could talk about this all day long because the list goes on and on. But one thing is for certain. Because of the internet, we are blessed with instant access to hundreds of years of information and you can now get on the internet and learn how to do almost anything if you just put your mind to it. So you should take advantage of that and use that massive resource to make yourself more self-reliant. So use it to make yourself independent from the modern structure of our society that actually makes us a slave to convenience. I remember all too well when the big ice storm moved into our little corner of South Carolina and it was seven days before electricity was restored and the roads were cleared of down trees sufficient enough for vehicle travel. And during that time we had stayed warm thanks to our fireplace and during that time we never really did without anything because we always kept extra food at home and while the entire subdivision looked as if a hurricane had hit for us, this emergency situation was only a minor inconvenience. And once the roads were cleared, people started cleaning up their yards from all the downed trees, and they were hauling massive piles of wood out to the curb for the city to pick up, so I took advantage of that. Armed with a chainsaw and a pickup truck, I collected four cords of oak for firewood. And while doing this, there was at least a dozen people who came out to ask what I was doing. And when I explained I was collecting firewood for the next time this thing happened, they seemed almost dumbfounded. And I suspect this is because in our culture, 
Most people have this expectation that things are always going to function. So people cannot even imagine the possibility of not having instant access to all they need. And in my opinion, that is truly a mistake. So don't be that person that is caught unprepared. Don't be the person that's left suffering during an emergency because you expected that someone else was going to take care of your needs. As I have so often said, as long as someone else is in control of your resources, they are in fact in control of your life. So take the control back into your own hands by learning to be self-reliant. Because self-reliance is by far the best security blanket. And while my lifestyle may not be for everyone, I do have the personal security of knowing if the worst case scenario were to actually happen, we would actually be okay. Because we have the ability to live at the cabin for several years without having to leave. And while this may sound somewhat extreme, every one of us has the ability to produce a great deal of personal security by simply learning some basic skills of self-reliance. And the only way you are going to have that kind of personal security is to start learning. And as with most things, start with one small thing at a time. And five years from now, you will be amazed at the level of confidence and security that you have achieved. Because the average person these days has completely lost the basic skills of self-reliance. But it is so easy to get that back. You just have to make the commitment to do it and to stop expecting someone else to take care of your needs. So I want to close this episode by asking one simple question. No matter what happens, do you have the knowledge and the ability to take care of yourself? And if the answer is no, then you need to get busy. Because the best part of all is that self-reliance and sustainability go hand in hand and to learn one is to embrace the other. So well folks, I hope you have enjoyed this episode and you will join me again next week when I'm going to start discussing some very practical tips for self-reliance. So until then... This is your host, Patrick, signing off. And always remember to live sustainably because this is how we build a better future. <music>